Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill, and today we've got a great message continuing our study through the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 8. So if you don't have your Bibles, you need to pause your podcast, go back, get your Bible, come back and join us, Revelation chapter 8. I'm reading out of the King James Version today, also using the concordance and the lexicon to help us study it and figure out what we're listening to and what's happening there to the best of our ability with the help of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's let's jump right in, Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. Uh, and when he, this is uh, talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb that was handed the scroll, when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half hour. Now heaven, that Greek word oranos is pronounced oranos, uh, I believe I'm getting that right, meaning the region above the heavens we see, uh, <clears throat> so above all the stars and things that we see, it, it is literally the place where the seat where it's the seat where God dwells in the throne room. So there was silence around the throne for about a half an hour. And uh, look there in verse two, and I talking about John, John saw the seven angels which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, these seven angels, we could we could speculate about who these seven angels are because that's the same uh, word angelos that is used to describe the messengers who John the Revelator was, I mean, John the Baptist was, and also the seven pastors of the churches um, in uh, chapter one, as we read. So, it, you know, a lot of people have speculated that this could be this and this could be that. Let's let's just say it's seven angels and not try to go through granular details because there's seven angels here. There's seven messengers is what that word angelos means. And, and boy, are they about to give a message to the earth. So let's just say that whoever they are, they are seven messengers. We don't need to know the details. What we need to focus on is what their purpose is. And they are given seven trumpets. And another angel, besides the seven, another angel in verse three came and stood at the altar right in front of the right in front of the uh, throne room of God, in front of the throne, and and uh, he had a golden censer. That censer is something that's used to burn incense. And if you notice, the lots of uh, in the Old Testament they were using them a lot. The Catholic Church still uses them a lot as well. It's a censer that they carry that that burns incense and to send up aromas and 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 smells the smoke that comes out of that puts off sweet aromas. And then there was given unto him, this angel, much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints. Uh, you remember in the golden vials of Revelation 5 and 8 that that uh, was brought, it was the, those little bowls were holding all the prayers of the saints, all the prayers that we had prayed uh, for all these years that we were saved. They were kept and God kept them and they were poured out now and the prayers of the saints are still on the altar and and now so he's bringing this incense and offering it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar right in front of the throne and verse number four and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints so now you they're both there they're both lifting up a great aroma and a great uh, remembrance God's remembering every prayer we ever prayed and so uh, both the smoke of the incense and the prayers are both ascending up in front of God 
out of the angel's hands, and that's still referencing Revelation 5 and 8, those prayers of the saints that's still going on. And, and we look here in verse number five, and the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. Before I go any further with that right there, I just want to, I just feel like reminding you, it's, it's really good if you've got the time to go back and grab Revelation one, two, three, four, five, and six, and, and seven, and go back and just listen to all these if you haven't listened to them. So you hear these episodes in sequence. Uh, as you get to these, so you understand some of the things that I'm referring back to, because the Revelation series is that, it, it is a series, and a lot of the stuff I'm not going into great detail in every episode, because I've already done it once in the in the past episodes. So uh, go back and grab these other episodes and listen up to this one if you if you haven't. And it's okay to stick here with us and continue to listen to this. Go back and listen to them later and it'll make more sense for you. But anyway, verse five here, the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar. That's the burning prayers of the saints and the coals that's on the altar there that's offering up sacrifice uh, prayers to the Lord. Uh, you know, we our sacrifices now is a sacrifice of our prayer time and the time that we give to the Lord. And so he's he's got the altar right in front of him. This angel sees the burning coals, uh, the fire that's on the altar, and, and he goes up and takes his censer and fills his censer with those fiery coals from the altar. And it says here, and cast it into the earth. That word cast is to throw down or to pour out. And and it says there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. Now we, we remember referring back to Revelation chapter 4, verse 5, God's word was going forth. It's Greek word phone, Strong's G5456. Spoken words going out to be noised abroad. This These uh, voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes, God's voice when he speaks, things happen. Nature responds, and this is the manifest word of God being heard unfiltered around the throne room of God. And when the word went forth, you look at verse number six, and the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound off. They were they heard the word of God go forth. They said, it's time, boys. It's, it's getting ready. We're, the anticipation is here. There's like, okay, our job is about to come to fruition here. We need to get ready to start sounding our trumpet because God is speaking and the moment is here. <clears throat> so the coals have been cast to the earth. God has spoken. The seven angels are about to sound their trumpets. And verse number seven, the very first angel sounded. That's the Greek word salpizio, sounded a trumpet. It, it literally means that if you make a sound, it is a sound with a trumpet. It's specific, salpizio. So the first angel blew his trumpet and there followed, that word followed, uh, genomahi, I believe is how that's said. It's a Greek word that means came to pass. And so immediately when the trumpet sounded, the next thing that came to pass after that, or as a result of that trumpet being sounded, hailstones and fire. The Greek word means hail and the Greek word means fire. It's the same thing. Hailstones, the block, the little chunks of ice falling from the sky and, and fire itself mingled. Mingnumi is mixed. It's a, it's a Greek word that means mixed together with the hail and fire was blood. But this is a specific use of the word blood. It is hahima. 
It is, it is a word, a, a very specific use of that word that means that this is blood shed by violence or murder. It's, it's the innocent blood of the saints of God. He, God, it, it gives the impression here that God has been keeping the blood of the saints, that he has been holding on to it, and he knows who has been doing it. He, he remembers those who have taken the innocent lives and taken the innocent lives of babies. And it says that the ice and the fire and this mingled blood were cast that, um, that word cast there is uh, <clears throat> bilo. It's poured out. So he took the blood with the ice and the, uh, and the fire and poured it out upon the earth. <clears throat> and the third part, that, that word third part, it's those three words is a single word in the Greek, tritos. It just means a third, 33 and a third percent, <clears throat> an, an equal portion of three parts. So it says the third part of trees was burnt up, completely consumed, and all green grass, that, that word grass there is cortos, it means any herbage or growing crops, something that is edible, food, things that it don't just mean grass there, it is a specific Greek word that means vegetation uh, that is good for nurturing. It's, it's all the vegetation on the earth that might be a food source <clears throat> for the humans that's left here on the earth. So, listen, the very first sounding trumpet caused ice and fire that was mingled with the blood of those that was murdered or martyred for, for Christ's sake on the earth. So, mankind and their evil... They, they've murdered babies for centuries. This, this, All this stuff about killing babies, sacrificing babies, having abortions and things like that. There, there's been plenty of innocent blood shed to make this thing take place. And now there's new believers in Christ here on the earth during the tribulation that are murdered for their faith. So this verse gives the implication that the blood of the innocent lives was gathered up, mixed with fire and ice, and thrown back at those still remaining on the earth to remind them that God has seen and remembers the evil acts of slaughtering the innocent, and I'm now using their blood to waken you to my wrath. When you see this blood hit you, I'm going to put the thoughts in your mind to remember to remind you of that innocent life that you took, or those innocent lives that you took. As this fire and ice hits you and this blood runs down your body and it's falling from the sky and getting your attention, you're going to be reminded both of the of the innocent lives that you killed and who's throwing the ice at you and letting you know that my wrath is coming. I have not forgotten the innocence that you have taken. Also, it's the trees. It, it is the trees that's all the greenery on the earth that provides oxygen for mankind to breathe. And in one fatal swipe, God has destroyed one third of all the earth's oxygen source. <clears throat> that Greek word for green grass we saw is herbage, crops, edible vegetation. And in that same moment in time, God has destroyed one third of the earth's oxygen source and one third of the earth's herbal food sources, crops and things that people would be able to eat. Now look in verse number eight, because verse eight says, here the second angel is going to sound. And as it were a great mountain, that word mountain just means mountain and burning means it's on fire. It says burning with fire, <clears throat> cast into the sea here on the earth and the third part of the sea. So one third of all the salt waters and all the sea waters on the earth became blood. 
And it says the third part of the creatures that was in the sea, all the fish and the and the uh, if you, if you like eating the mahi mahi and you like eating crab and lobster and and shrimp and all that seafood that's out there and all the redding and all, all those nice foods that, I mean it's a massive food source around the world to eat the saltwater fish and a lot of people make their living off of that and a lot of people live off of that food especially in the South Pacific Islands and down in there all those people around in there they live off of the sea the seafood and the sources from the saltwater but it says that a third part of the salt or third part of all the life that's in the sea were killed when that water turned to blood and it and it don't stop there because it says a third part of the ships the the ships that were used to go out and get that uh, food has been destroyed so with the sound of the trumpet the second trumpet here one third of all the life in the waters of the earth is destroyed so the world's fish supply just tanked drastically and to make matters worse he destroyed a third of all the fishermen's boats and ships that are used to catch the sea life so the food source on earth just got really really bad church and and look what's coming next this ain't the end of it that's just two trumpets and and look at verse number 10 and the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star. That, that's the Greek word astar. It literally means a star. It's an actual star falling as a meteor from heaven, burning. That's a keio, brightly lit up. So it's just like you see a falling star coming out of the sky, the streak of fire, the streak of bright light coming out of the sky, as if it were a lamp falling down, and it, and it fell onto the third of the rivers. Now look here, uh, and on the fountains of water. So now one third of the earth's fresh water resources have been affected. And look here at verse 11. The name of that star is called Wormwood. And the, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Now listen, that, that word Wormwood is the Greek word Absinthos, it's Strong's G894, and it literally means wormwood. That's a name, and that Greek word is a specific word that clearly means that the actual reason for this star to exist is its created purpose was to fall into the waters and make them bitter and undrinkable. God created this star just for this moment in time, and the Greek language knew it way back then. It is a it is a star that was designed to take away one-third of the fresh water here on this earth. Now, listen, a third of all sea life is dead. A third of all sea vessels and ships are destroyed. A third of all the earth's oxygen sources are gone. A third of all the earth's herbal food sources are gone. And a, a third of all the earth's fresh water supply is now undrinkable. Now, if you don't think this would make panic and chaos hit the world wide and just cause panic and chaos everywhere, I don't know what would, but people are going to be fighting and killing each other over farmer John's cucumbers and tomatoes. They're, they're going to be panicking, struggling, trying to scramble everywhere they can go to find food. And fear of the anticipation of starving to death alone will cause people to do really crazy things. And this is just the third angel's trumpet, church. It's going to get worse. This is just one of three that have already happened. And as, as if it ain't bad enough, we've got so much stuff going on here that the people here on this earth haven't seen what panic and what starvation looks like yet. So let's read on in the fourth angel sounded, verse number 12. 
And the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. So this verse isn't literally talking about smiting the actual star in the sky that is called the sun, that we that is the center of our solar system. This is not what it's talking about. This is Strong's G2246 Helios. This is talking about the rays of light from the sun. They're going to be darkened, blacked out, covered up. You're not going to be able to see them. As it says, the day shone not for a third part of it. So this verse is telling us that the people here on earth will still have a 24-hour day as always, but a third of the regular time in their light during the day, the, the sunlight, a third part will be replaced with darkness. So four hours, so when you talk about a 24-hour day, the Hebrew calendar has 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of darkness, and, and so four hours of the regular sunlight is going to become total darkness. No light, no shadow, no nothing. It's gone. And the same thing is going to be happening to the light of the moon at night along with the light of the stars at night. So if the day is 12 hours of light, it just became eight. And you say, well, preacher, that don't seem like that's too bad of a time. We, we just got a shortened day. That ain't too bad. And, but the whole earth has inherited a total of eight hours of total darkness every single day because the nighttime, uh, four hours of having the moon and the star are going to disappear too. It's going to be pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of your face for for eight solid hours a day. Now, I want you to think about this a minute before you say that ain't too bad of a deal because if, if there's already from the four horsemen that have come in and caused some devastating death and some agonizing pain and sorrow going on in this world and all that stuff that's happening here on this earth and people turning green and, and being cut open to die long agonizing, agonizing deaths and, and wild animals eating on you while you're still alive and, and all this stuff happening and mountains falling out of place and stars falling out of the sky onto folks and ice and fire mingled with innocent blood and all the guilt and all that stuff coming down from heaven while these wild beasts are around hunting you down and trying to find you while you're still alive and one third of your oxygen is already gone. It's hard to breathe. Food has become scarce. Drinking water has become extinct and, and now you have to face all of this every day as long as you can possibly try to survive anticipating something bad about to happen to you next because it's just happening one day right after the other and now you've got to be in total darkness for eight hours a day dealing with all this, hearing something coming in the darkness, not knowing what it is. You can't see, you can't tell, but you're just sitting there anticipating the moment that one of these beasts or something or one of these death angels are going to get hold of you. It's going to be panic. You can see now while the Bible says that men's heart will fail them because of fear. The strongest men in the world are going to be standing there with their hearts exploding out their chest over fear because this is going to be agonizing. You can't imagine all these drastic things, the earth rumbling and mountains turning over, stars are falling down and just blowing stuff up and tearing buildings down and, and chaos hitting everywhere, people dying around you, people killing each other for food and, and just death and blood everywhere and you just have absolutely no hope at all and now you got to be hopeless sitting in pitch black for eight hours a day for as long as you can live. 
So how about that for just wondering, oh, preacher, that ain't that bad. So let's look here. It ain't over yet because look, verse number 13, John is saying, look, I beheld. I, it ain't, I saw something else. There's something else coming. He said, I heard an angel, an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, <coughs> Now listen to this church because the angel is saying, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. He, he's saying woe three times because he's like, hey, look, it's terrible what has already happened and there's three more of these coming. That word woe here, the Greek word oahi, it's Strong's G3759, and it means something, alas, a great big scarce or something that's just overwhelming as an interjection of grief or denunciation. So denunciation is public condemnation of someone or something, denunciation of reckless methods, the, the, the action of informing against someone. And this angel was saying, I can't stand this. These methods that God is using to get people's attention, they're absolutely horrible. It's grieving me to watch. It's so bad that I have to remind you that there's more coming, people. There's three more trumpets sounding. You give in and turn to Jesus while there's still time. This is killing me. I can't stand it. God, please, please don't make me have to see three more of these things. Please, for heaven's sake, people, change your hearts and turn to God now while you've got time. So this angel <clears throat> is telling us right there as if this is not bad enough trying to turn people's hearts, but I want to tell you something, church, later on in the Bible, and I'm not trying to give you a spoiler alert, but multiple times as the Bible goes on, it still says that the people won't turn from their wicked ways. They won't turn from their sin. They won't turn from their fornication. They won't stop doing the things that's causing all this stuff to cause them this heartache and grief. They won't turn to Jesus Christ and let him take them into heaven. They just continue and continue and continue to live their sinful life and be hard-headed and stiff-necked, nothing God does is making any difference in their life. And I want to remind you what the book of Revelation is all about. This book is all about God's grace. It's all about God giving another chance. It's all about his last-ditch effort to show you some grace and let you know that, hey, I'm doing all that I possibly can to win you over before you have to face all this. I don't want you to see this, but I'm just trying to get your attention to draw you to me because you've not paid attention to me all these years. You've turned your back on me all these years and I'm giving you these final efforts, these final opportunities with all this thing happening. If Maybe the grief is so bad. Maybe the turmoil is so bad that you will call out on me and give me your heart and soul so that I can save you from the wrath of hell that's going to be eternal. And instead of, instead of calling out on Jesus' name, they still, people, they still choose to continue in the sin that they're living. And even in a couple chapters back, when the mountains were flipping and turning over, people were saying, 
Oh, I know you need to hide me from he who sits on the throne and from the Lamb of God and his wrath. He's saying that I know who's doing this. I know who's turning these mountains upside down on me. I know who's causing these stars to fall from heaven. I know where all this chaos is coming and they're talking to the mountains. They're not talking to Jesus Christ. They're talking to the mountains and say, hide me from God. Hide me from his Lamb. Hide me from those two. I don't want to see them. When they should be crying out, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry for the life that I've acted and the life that I've lived. Please forgive me and make me one of yours before this stuff kills me. But they won't. They're so hard-headed and stiff-necked that they continue in their sin. Listen, I, I don't want anybody listening to me today to die and go to hell, and I don't want anybody listening to me to miss the rapture of God's church and, and live through this stuff and have to be in the middle of this stuff because, listen, there's more stuff coming. Next week on chapter 9, you're going to see something horrible going on that's worse than this. So we, we've got to realize Jesus Christ died our death. He took our punishment. He took everything that we should go through, everything that we deserve upon that cross and gave us life and life more abundantly and we don't have to go through this. He took it for us. So now, now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to turn your life over to Jesus Christ so that you won't have to face this stuff. It's like let Jesus' death be your death. Let his punishment be your punishment or you're going to go through it here and we, you're not even guaranteed then. If you can't live for him now, how in the world do you think that you're going to be able to live for him when this stuff's going on? The devil could cause you to turn your back on God and curse him for the bad things that's happening instead of being drawn close to him over it. Turn your life over to him right now. Live for Jesus Christ right now. The only opportunity you have right now, the wars that's going on over in Israel, the wars that's going on with the Ukraine and Russia, the battles with China trying to take Taiwan and, and the United States being caught up in all this and being and running toward a place of bankruptcy and, and government being reprobate mind and just calling all evil good and good evil everything is pointing toward you don't have time change your heart right now live for jesus christ while you've got the chance get yourself ready it's the only hope that you have learn to turn to christ get in his word and and learn who he is find out what he died for find out the love that he has for you and give your life to him right now before all this stuff starts coming to pass on this earth and you have to go through it Amen. I want to pray with you today. Heavenly Father, I pray that anybody listening today, God, that they've heard these words. God, that's what's going on in this world. The things that's going to come, the chaos that's going to bring this world upside down. God, I pray that people listen to these words. God, that they hear your voice, that they hear your compassion for them, that they would turn their hearts to you now while they still have time. God, that they would listen to this preacher. God, if there's anything I could ever do for them is point them toward you. God, toward the mercy and the grace that you could have for their life. God, that they would miss this terrible time on this earth. God, I pray that you touch their hearts, bring conviction to their spirits right now, God, that they would change their minds, prepare themselves to meet you right now, and receive you as Lord and Savior in their life, God, before it's too late. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I ask it and I pray it to be so. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank the Lord Jesus. I pray that if, you're not, if you don't know Jesus Christ, that you receive him today. I pray that you prayed that prayer today and, and you've asked him into your heart so that you won't miss the rapture of God and you, you won't be facing this mess that's here on this earth and don't listen to people fighting religion and going on. Get in the Bible and read it yourself and find out what God's got in store for you. Don't listen to the mess that's going on in this world trying to water down who Jesus Christ is. He's still king. He's powerful enough to throw these meteors from the sky. He's powerful enough to send these beasts out on the earth. He's powerful enough to send them four horsemen. He's king of kings and lord of lords. And this world is going to find out the hard way if they don't turn around today while they've still got time. Praise God, I hope you're listening. I hope the Holy Spirit's talking to your life today that you would receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before it's too late. Look at what's going on in the world around you and realize the time is now. You're running out of time to change your life before Jesus Christ takes his people home. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you. I hope this has helped you. Play it back over and over. Share it with a friend that you love. My goodness, don't let your friends go through this stuff either. Share it with your friends and your family. Let them know that they've got time right now to change their hearts and minds and turn their lives over to Jesus Christ and let his crucifixion be their punishment for their sins so that they can live the righteous life that he had planned for them and they'll miss out on this too. Don't let your loved ones die and go to hell. Don't let your loved ones go through this turmoil here on this earth. Jesus Christ can save you from your sins and save you from the wrath. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one.